Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above. Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick host of ITM, and today we're going to talk about how you can master the art of storytelling. We love stories. We love great stories. You and I go to movies. We read books because we love stories. Now, when you think about history, you think about great storytellers. You think about Shakespeare, Homer, Martin Luther King, Lincoln, Eminem, Churchill, Clinton, Disney, Reagan, Tupac, Biggie. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Salt and Pepper, and Heavy D up in the limousine. You're visualizing it. It was all a dream. I used to read Ward Up magazine, Salt and Pepper, and Heavy D up in the limousine. That's a, that's a story you're reading, right? When, when Eminem's telling the story about Stan, when Bill Clinton is debating George Bush Sr. and somebody in the audience says, hey, President Bush, how was the debt affect your family? How are you personally affected by it? And he says, you don't think I'm affected by it? You don't think just because I'm a president I'm not affected by it? And then Bill Clinton comes and says, tell me about your life. Tell me about your world going through. Let me tell you about the story of what we did in the state of Arkansas. I remember one time. I remember one time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to vote this. Doesn't mean he's a better president. Doesn't mean he's smarter than George Bush Sr. It just means he's better at telling stories. And in that situation, he won that debate because he told a story. So many times we can win and we can persuade and we can get our point across if we simply tell a story. So let's get right into it. Now, five types of storytellers. Very simple. Those who persuade, okay? It could be in a lot of different places. Those who inspire, those who inspire, pastors, coaches, leaders, somebody you watch, motivational speakers, those who inspire, those who launch revolutions and movements, some positive, some negative, those who tap into your inner potential. You know how somebody you talk to and you sit across from them, you almost feel like they just went into your spirit and they just went boom and they shocked you and all of a sudden you're like, man, I feel like I can take over the world. They, they tap into that inner you. You know, you know what I'm, you've experienced that before to know what I'm talking about. Those who manipulate, and these are con artists, you, you, but these are all storytellers. I'm not giving you just a good or, you know, all storytellers are perfect, but these are five ways people tell stories. Now, the part about storytelling that's changed the game is, obviously in 1450, things changed when it was printing press, because before we would just talk a lot and it was all about conversations, then we started telling stories through writing, Obviously, the printing press made it where we can do mass distribution of storytelling. Then came, you know, the, the camera. So now a motion picture camera. And then TV came in 1925. And now we watch TV. And then radio. And, and, and today it's social media, blog. It's so, and the, by the way, if you look at anybody on social media that's winning, if you look at anybody in Hollywood that's winning, if you look at anybody that's a writer that's winning, you will find somebody that's a great storyteller. If you look at anybody in politics that ends up winning, I promise you'll find somebody that's better at telling stories than other people are. It's storytelling, right? Now, elements of a great storyteller. Elements of a great story, storyteller. I got a few points here, up, uh, uh, here for you. Number one, they create anticipation. Like you're like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen here? Like I want to watch Hamilton, right? And I'm still I'm like, what's about to happen? And I'm like, this guy, if you ever see the guy that produced the whole uh, uh, Hamilton show, he's brilliant the way he gets so excited it's like anticipation like, i want to see what happens here there's a certain level of anticipation of a great storyteller building curiosity surprise you know hey let me tell you about the story son so there was this one guy and he goes in and as he's going through this place and the forest and all of a sudden he heard a noise but he didn't know what the noise was so he kind of backed up a little because he was afraid then he came and he looked and he was alone he didn't know what to do but he felt curious so he went there and then all of a sudden it's like that's the surprise part like just like you're telling stories to your kids sometimes right 
Details, the key is details. Here's where I was at. This is what the place looked like. Like, I was telling a story earlier when I was talking about I'm sitting in a car uh, uh, many, many years ago, a situation where my sister is sitting on the front right and my dad's in the driver's seat and we're in front of video 2020, okay, in Glendale, off of Glendale, there's an IHOP over here, International House of Pancake, there's a, uh, a, a church over there, right across the street was Virgil's and this is Glendale and uh, uh, Doran Street and we're in the car, it's pouring, it's absolutely pouring and my sister and my dad are having a con- I'm in the back seat. My sister and my dad are having a conversation. My dad says, you know, I'll help you get a car in Mazda 626. I'm just going through this whole, I, like, by the way, let me tell you how old I was. I was 15 years old, 14 years old, 25 years ago. But I remember the details, right? Because stories are about the details. And a lot of times when you're telling the story, sometimes people tell way too many details, but you gotta tell me enough story while I'm like there with you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly where he's at. Great storytellers know how to get the details out too. Ebb and flow of your speech, the volume, like knowing when to go up, when to come down. You know, sometimes people are trying to perfect this too much and you'll see when it's an actress, you just kinda kinda do it naturally, but eventually you'll kinda know timing wise what places to take up and down. Involvement, if I'm somebody that's listening to you tell a great story, Great storytellers typically get me engaged. I'm in there, I'm involved. I'm like, yeah, I understand. I know what you're talking about. I'm involved with your great story. Like, if I hear a great storyteller and I'll sit there and I'll catch myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah, ha, that's right. I'm involved, I'm engaged, I'm in it because it's a reflection of a great storyteller that's gotten my attention and my involvement within the story. Energy, energy is very infectious, especially when somebody tells a story. And, and sometimes energy, people think you have to be hype and all this other stuff. There are very powerful storytellers where you feel their energy, but they're not here. Clinton's energy is a different energy, but it's high energy, right? Obama's energy is a high energy in his own way. Some people tell stories in different ways, but they have a certain energy that you feel. Timing, knowing when to drop this fact and when to drop to this, when, when to do this. There's a lot of timing things when you're telling stories. Number eight is painting a picture, imagination, visualization, imagine. I want you to think about this. I want you to visualize it. I want to think about one day, what if? These, these words that are used that tap into our imagination. Nine, show feelings. I remember... Mari and I were having a conversation together today, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't like to cry when I give a speech. I get very upset on myself when I, when I cry when I give a speech because for me, it's almost like using it as a tactic. And I've spoken, I don't know how many thousands of times, because I speak regularly to audiences, right? And I can tell you, I've cried five times, five times. And I was telling the story, I said, three of the five times I cried was because of one person in my life. And I was telling them about this person that I'm going back with, right? I said, but, but when I think about this person, it produces a certain feeling for me that I go there. And when I feel it, the audience feels it because you will know when somebody goes and taps into a certain feeling, everybody else feels it. But you got to be able to use your feelings. You know, if in that moment you were upset, show me that you were upset. If in that moment you were joy, show me you were. If in that moment you were angry, if you were curious, if you were afraid, if you were insecure, if you were, show it to me. I want to feel it. I want to know that what you're telling me, I can feel it as well. You can't act that part. I want to know about it. You got to show the feelings when you're telling that. Number 10, body language. Your body language is, you know, hand movement and eventually this becomes natural, but body language, bodies moving. And then 11 is climax, very similar to many other aspects of our lives where there's a climax, like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. The end of the story's got to have a climax. Oh my gosh, what a story. Are you kidding me? What a story. And by the way, here's the key of a great story. A great story is one that's 
retold. A great story is one that's retold. Here's what happens. You hear a story and you go and say, babe, did you hear about, let me tell you what I heard today. Oh my gosh, let me tell you the story. It's un, did you know that Elton John's been sober for 28 years and the guy that wrote the music for him was his best friend and never gave up on him while everybody gave up on him. Did you know this, babe? That's crazy. I can't even believe it. The best stories in the world are the stories that are retold. So now you're watching this, you're saying, well, Pat, are you trying to teach me how to tell a story? You're talking about my story. Two components here to this uh, episode. Number one, teaching you how to tell stories. By the way, you know how to tell stories. So it's not like you don't know how to tell stories. Since we've been kids, we love stories. You love stories. You know how to tell stories. We've been telling stories. Well, we became too logical. You got to get back and tap into that childlike side of yours. Start telling stories again like you always did. Here's why. One, storytelling. Two, your story. Listen. In life, there's a lot of things that you own that's you. You, that's you, that's your identity, your, this is all you. There's a lot of things that people own. There's a lot of things that people own. We own cars, we own all these other things. We live in a house, we sell it to somebody else. We, you know, own a car, we sell it to somebody else. But there's a few things that's yours. One, your signature, you sign. It's your signature. That's why it's got so much value when you go, it's a president's signature, Lincoln, you can buy it for $25,000 when he wrote a letter to his wife. This is a signature of Al Capone when he wrote the IRS, $40,000. This is a signature, it's an autograph of Babe Ruth, autograph of Mickey Mantle. Look at this over here, because it's so valuable. It's yours. Signature, it's yours. You can do it with your eyes closed. You don't have to open your eyes. It's your signature, right? This, fingerprint. Ready? Fingerprint. You know what the other one is? Your story. Your story. It's the best thing. It's your story. You own it. It's your fingerprint. It's your signature. Your story. And the way you live your life, that's a story that's told. Everything I'm telling you is how to tell stories. But out of all this stuff, I hope you realize, like, I can teach you this stuff with my eyes closed because I am enamored by people's stories. I used to run a start. My first business I ever started was called The Story Builders. I have an email till today that has to do with The Story Builders because that's a business I started many years ago. I mean, stories absolutely move me. I'm all people tell me, why do you like people so much? I love people. If I sit next to you on a plane, I guarantee you, you're going to be speaking 80% of the time. I'm going to be asking questions. I love stories. I can't help myself. If I sit, if somebody's interviewing me, within the middle of an interview, I sometimes catch myself interviewing the other person because I love stories. I am fascinated by your story. I'm fascinated by people's stories. But you need to be fascinated by your own story. You need to go out there and make sure the world knows about your story because there's only one of you. Only one. It's pretty emotional, by the way, if you really get deep and think about it, it's only one of you. You gotta make sure your story makes an impact. So now, last but not least, when stories are effective, moments of tension, when there's a lot of chat, like today, we had a very difficult board meeting. In the middle of the board meeting, it was a very tough moment. Last night, very, very tough uh, dinner that we had. And it was a very tough moment of tension. And I brought up something. And I told a story, and we went through it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's pretty interesting. And then today is another story. You know, here's what we okay, fine. Okay, we can get through this. No problem. This is what I expect. This is what I want to see. Okay, we can work around this. But it was due to a story being told. It's like, okay, this is safe. It's safe. Moments of tension, tell a story. When nothing else, nothing else works, tell a story. Validating your point when selling. Raising kids, tell a story. I tell my kids stories all the time. The other night, I was telling my kids. I pulled them aside. I said, guys, I, I want to pray tonight. And I need you to pray with me. And my seven and my five-year-old, is daddy, is everything okay? I said, yes, I got to pray for somebody. So I get on my knees and I start praying. And I said, look, there's that God, somebody in my life is 
really struggling and they're going through really tough times and I'm having a tough time with this and I don't know how to handle this and, and, and I need your help and I really want you to empower this person to realize that life is bigger than this and I hope they find their demons and all these things that they're going through, right? And I asked my kids, either one of you guys want to pray? My five-year-old Dylan, Dylan, such, he's such a, and he says, uh, Daddy, I want to say something. I said, what do you want to say, Dylan? He says, dear God, I want to pray that my uh, dad's friend who was struggling with, I'm not going to say the word, this thing, and, and, and I am hoping, God, that one day he can find this and da-da-da-da, so one day he won't be like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just sitting next to this guy. I'm like, flipping kid, man. You know, he got my heart immediately. But what's the moral of the story? We sat there and we were telling stories all night that night. And, and these kids, every time I tell them stories, when something pops up, if I talk to them about drugs, alcohol, you know, marriage, relationship, exercise, friendship, bullying, toughness, respect, it's always a story base, and they always remember the story, and they retell it. And they tell it to me, they tell it to mom, they tell it to their grandpa, they tell it to their nanny, they tell it to their sister, they tell it to their friends, they tell it to their teacher, and it always comes back. Stories when raising kids, coaching, leadership development, all of this stuff is around storytelling. So, purpose of this video, two sides. One, you're learning how to tell stories. Two, you're making sure your signature, your story, your fingerprint makes a big impact in this world. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.